People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello and welcome to the show. Right, today we are joined by a special guest, Tony Merkel, uh, from the Confessionals podcast, which is a basically a call-in show, you know, cryptid call-in show type thing in it, uh, which is very interesting. If you haven't checked it out already, please go and have a look at that. You can find it everywhere you find this podcast yep. and better ones. So go check that out. So, Tony, hello. Hello, Tony. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, We're not good. bad, mate. Not bad. So we've got, we got you on the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about your show, and then we're going to move on to cryptids in general. Uh and you know, from there, we'll ask you a little bit how you got into it, etc. So sounds good. Yeah. yeah, well, I think that's probably the best place to start because to do a show like this and put the hours in that you do, uh, obviously researching for the show, getting the people on, you know, conversations with the people, which must last. Obviously, if your show is an hour long, you probably spoke to the person for many yeah. hours, you know. So you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you've obviously got a passion for this. Where where does that come from? Uh, it started when I was a kid. It started when I was a kid. I was fascinated by the Loch Ness Monster. That was probably my go-to cryptid. Uh, and then after that was probably Bigfoot. And, you know, me and my friends, when we were kids, we would talk about how when we get older, we're going to go over there and we're going to find this thing in, the, in Lake Loch, or I said Lake Loch, <laughs> uh, Loch Ness. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we decided we were going to, you know, go hunt that down and everything like that. And, you know, as you get older, you know, girls start becoming a real thing and like yeah. you totally yeah. forget about all <laughs> you your fantasies down, yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we, we, we all grew up and I actually moved away and I moved to a different town and, you know, that was that. And then I got married when I was young. I was 21 when I got married and around 25, you know, I'm a married guy just trying to grind from day to day driving truck. And I I started seeing on TV, there was a lot of these uh, shows, these Bigfoot shows, Monster Quest and uh, Finding Bigfoot. And I started thinking, it just started bringing that whole childlike curiosity back. And I started wondering, you know, I wonder if people are actually seeing these things or this is just a, a big, you know, you know, show, you know. And so I started looking into it. And the more I looked into it, I live in Pennsylvania. And the more I looked into it, I started seeing there was actual people within my state who were seeing, seeing these things. Now, I had always thought that Bigfoot was a Northwest kind of thing, or yeah, a Pacific Northwest. And it turns out throughout the entire country, the United States, there's sightings everywhere. And I couldn't believe it. And so I started a Facebook group just trying to learn more. And that group grew to be like 1,500 people. And then I started a YouTube channel. And uh, it was just, if you look back to my early days and stuff, you see me these videos and it's not me telling people a whole lot of stuff it's me just kind of like learning publicly like and that's one thing that kind of made me unique from all the other cryptid you know bigfoot researchers is that a lot of the guys that come on acting like they know everything and i was just very honest and like i don't know anything in fact most of you guys probably know no more than me i just so happen to have this platform so here it is and, and i just kind of like let people watch me learn publicly and it was pretty unique it's pretty unique but that's kind of like 
where my fascination with cryptids started. And then from there, just snowballs to Dogman and all that stuff. It just, it's very fascinating stuff. Is this something that you, you know, you go out actively looking for then? Or are you just happy to hear the stories? Yeah, no, I, I used to a lot, uh, especially with Bigfoot. I mean, I didn't, um, I didn't try to go looking for Dogman. There's, there's, uh, you guys probably heard about the Dogman. It's kind of scary to think about. So, yeah, I told uh, you not to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't help it. But uh, no, I, I used to go out a lot with the uh, Bigfoot researching and stuff. And over the last year with my show, it's grown so much that I, I don't have time on the weekends now to go out hiking anymore. And plus, I hurt my back at work. So even walking up and down my stairs hurts right now. So uh, I'd like to get back out there, but I haven't. But I have been out there a lot recently in the last like couple of years. And I found some interesting things. At one time, we found a uh, uh, what everybody talks about these structures. And that I don't know what they mean. I do know this, that... Boy Scouts and even Native Americans, the, the Native Americans made tree structures and they meant something. They actually were there to tell other people either not to go down this path, there's another tribe down there, or go right and there's water. They, they actually meant something. And reason, same thing yeah. with the Boy Scouts. Exactly. The Boy Scouts are taught to make tree structures because when other Scouts come across it, they'll, they'll, it will tell them something. And so I think if tree structures are you know, legit with, with Bigfoot. I think it's because it's more communication. I don't think they're living in these things. Uh, but we did come across this one tree structure that it was very big. I, mean, I think the base is probably about 12 to 15 feet in diameter. And then it had trees, all the branches, all the trees that I was made up of were all broken. There was nothing sawed. And there was a couple trees that were literally like, it was like they, they were carried to the location and they were used as like, building foundations and these trees would go up like 40 feet in the air and i'm thinking boy scouts didn't make that and if i was coming out here to make that it would it would take a team of people to make this and for what reason you know and then after i found that i had actually kept hiking and um we were just going down this like game trail and we found a footprint and you could actually feel the indents of the toes where it grabbed the side of the hill as it was walking up the side of the hill. I don't think it was walking the game trail. I think it crossed over the game trail. And it, it was just this one solo footprint. And I, it was my first time ever finding a footprint. I was so excited. I didn't even think to look around for more footprints. I was so focused on this one footprint. And uh, we made a cast of it, and it came out awful because it was our first time making a cast and all that stuff. But... Um, yeah, to answer, you know, long answer, sorry, but yeah, I go out there looking for it. <laughs> mm, no, long, long answer is good. I think, um, you know, I, I'd love to have that. I mean, that in my own back garden, you know, because I mean, over here, we've got, like you say, we've got Loch Ness and yeah, and we've got, yeah, we, I mean, we have got a few dogmen sightings locally. Have, yeah. Um, um, again, we brought that up, but, uh, we, yeah. we have got some apparent Bigfoot sightings as well, uh, locally and, uh, elsewhere in the UK, but the amount of wilderness that you guys have got over there is is yeah. you know for something this large to be hiding in there is quite a possibility. You know, it's not like I mean over here it's a little bit more seems a little bit more unlikely. Mm. Uh, even well, though we know they're out there. Yeah, we even though we get the reports, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. But there, there's um there's a real quick there's a guy his name's Andy McGrath. 
he's he's over there in your in your area and he is actively studying these things and he just came out of the a book I believe it was called uh, the Beast of Britain so yeah. you should check that out yeah we we speak to Andy quite regularly okay yeah, yeah he's yeah. a good guy Absolutely, he's a good guy yeah. yeah yeah so there's more there's more going on here than you 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 know I mean you'd first imagine but, yeah. Um, you know, but to walk upon something like that, like a tree sh- structure, you know, because like you say, the, if they're making them, it's a big if, I know. Sure. But if if they are making them, and I personally believe they are, uh, because these these tales go way back. Well, if they are, I mean, like you say, they are trying to communicate something to their own species, aren't they? It's, 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 it's something. It's not it's not designed Is for it, us. I mean, are, are they markers? Are these mm. things markers? I mean, that. I don't think it's something that they try and communicate. I don't think it's that. I think it's some kind of... Maybe it's some sort of sacrifice place, like a temple. I don't know. Maybe it's a religious yeah. thing. I, yeah. just, I just honestly believe that Bigfoot's have got a religion. Yeah. Just, the, just the way, just the, some of the, 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 the things that they do. Because uh, uh, if you think about them being animals... Well, the more than animals, the, the, the beyond well, that. I mean, just as a, a basis, I have, but just think mm. about them being flesh and blood animals for mm. now. Uh, and obviously you expect them to do certain things that fall into that. And obviously animals can, uh, you know, cross boundaries between, you know, what you expect them to do and that. But in general, a lot of the time they sort of fulfill what you expect them to do. Yeah. And then every now and again, they just stray a little bit off that. And yeah. uh, it just feels to me like... Well, animals that, mark their territory with your rind, don't they? Mm. So it's not that. It's, it's obviously they're doing, I mean, there's a few cases, what we heard about, what, where, the, where the, bran- the branches are broken, but they're always facing out to the road, never to the mm. woods. So again, you know, why aren't they... It's just, I mean, we watched that video, didn't we? Uh, watching some of them cases with the video and, uh, I thought quite strange. Uh, but again, markers for what? Don't know. It's very strange. Mm. It's well, very, it's, very much a mystery. Mm. I mean, this, the big stri- the big structures themselves, like, they always, like I say, fascinate me the most because nearly 90% of what the Bigfoot does is to remain elusive. You know what I mean? To hide and, yeah. uh, you know, and all the rest of it. And even, going as far as to camouflage itself and all this kind of stuff. And then it's leaving a massive tree structure. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. does it, does it, do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying where it, it's almost, you only do that for a religious reason rather than, mm. a, um, do you know what I mean? Cause it's doing that. Yeah. It seems to me like it's doing it for a purpose that's goes against what it's, what it's normally doing. Do you, do you know what, do you know what I'm trying to say here? Sure. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, they, um, they're very complicated. I, mm. I believe that they are naturally seclusive beings. I don't think they want to be seen. I think they want to just be left alone. And I think they're very good at not being seen and, and not just Bigfoot aside. I mean, there is so many wildlife out there that you could walk right by. You would never know it was there until it moves. And in fact, that happened to me so many times when I was a kid growing up out in the middle of nowhere. I'd be walking through the woods. I remember the one time there was snow. It was snow-covered ground. I was walking through the woods with my friend, and there these two deer just jumped up and ran right in front of us because they got scared. We didn't even know they were there, and they weren't white. 
but they blended right in. We had no idea. And if it, it, the thing is, if you're not out there looking for these things, you're definitely not going to see them. And so it, it's very, it's a very complicated topic. And, you know, I say that, you know, that I think that they're seclusive, seclusive. They want to be left alone. And at the same time, how many times do we see roadside crossings? Now, I don't think these things are stupid. So why would they intentionally cross in front of a car? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I don't know why they would do that unless they they did it intentionally and for a purpose. What that purpose is, I don't know. But you know, even the Native Americans have this legend. Now, throughout the United States, I mean, the United States is a huge country, three thousand miles wide, and throughout from coast to coast, there's these legends of the Native Americans talking about these hairy uh, Sasquatch, these hairy giants, and they talk about how these Bigfoot actually at one time used fire and they used tools. And the legend has it that once the settlers came and started coming into the land more, they actually stopped using fire because they didn't want to give off their locations. But at one time, I mean, there's tons of Native American folklore that talks about them having a relationship with these things. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. Trade, even trade. Yes, trade trading well. and things like yeah. that. And so I, I find it interesting. I find it very fascinating. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that there is there's room for error in all oral tradition. But I do take what the Native Americans say more serious than I would maybe another uh, tradition or something like that. Just because the Native Americans were very, very serious about their history. And what they used to do is they would actually identify certain children that had a propensity to remember things in detail. They would pick that person out of the crowd and then they would start training them with the oral tradition from a very young age. So the accuracy of the stories passed down from from generation to generation is very high because the the person that's holding those stories was handpicked because of their intelligence to hold the history of that tribe. And so what by doing that, I think personally the the history of what they've experienced is pretty accurate. It may not be a hundred percent, but it's it's pretty darn close, I think. Yeah, the oral history. Same with the Aboriginals, they do something similar and they they can even tell you, you know, they've told us in the past, I know we don't believe them because we always, you know, the way we are, Westerners, you can't possibly be real, you know, how could you remember such a thing? But then they tell us these events that happened and then we go back and we find this and we dig up this and we say, oh, yeah, that was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, yeah. But it's a story, you know, the way you pass it down in a story and it's just, it's like anything, isn't it? Like uh, if your granddad tells you a story and then you tell your children, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> story remains, doesn't it? So yeah. and and we live in an age where we don't need to remember things. We just put it on our phone, we put it on, you know, your computer, we record it and it's there. We don't we don't have to practice memorization the way they used to. And you know, I think that they were very good at it. They were mm. very good at it because that's the only thing they had. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's even, the thing even that's well, the I was same. just gonna say on a basic level, just to survive, you know, which plants to eat, which plants not to eat, where to find water, right. if this if this riverbed runs dry, you know even on the practical level, the memory uh, you know, it's such a very important. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it wouldn't last five minutes, and in a wood now, would you? No. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. some magic mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, 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 you could, you could yeah. It's a chill out, can't you? Well, you've 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 a really good night, or a really bad night, wouldn't you? You'd have a good trip or a bad yeah. trip, but uh, yeah. 
But anyway, where, where was we on to there then? So Bigfoot. Uh, so obviously you've got Bigfoot reports from around your way. Uh, is that the only cryptid that you've got going on around there or? No, there's there's uh, a growing number of dogman sightings in Pennsylvania uh, that more than I'd like to to acknowledge. And, uh, you know, I, I don't take a whole lot of dogman sightings just because it hasn't been my reputation to this point. Yeah. Uh, I think over time I'll start getting more and more. But, you know, there's also the Thunderbird that has mm-hmm. been legend to be in this area. And people to this day continue to see this giant bird flying through the sky. Now, what I'm waiting to hear is somebody to come across this giant bird, not flying, but on land where you can really gauge how big this thing is. But there's pictures of like, I think back in the 1920s, hunters have actually shot this thing and they have, the, they're standing next to it with the wings spread out. And I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling you, this thing is like, with from wing to wing, probably about 15, 18 feet wide. And it's unbelievable. And, and But it's there. It's a, it's a real picture, black and white. And so these things did exist. And so why not now? You know, the, like you guys said earlier, this country is absolutely huge. And even just in my state, Pennsylvania. So I have Philadelphia and I live 45 minutes away from Philadelphia, which is the fifth biggest city in the country. And on the other side of the state, we have Pittsburgh, which is a very well-known city. Between those two cities, people think, okay, well, you know, Pennsylvania is very populated, lots of people. That's not true. Outside the coast of the of the state, from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, there's absolutely nothing. It's just wild forests. When you, if you take a ride from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, it's going to take you about four hours. And in that four hour ride, all you're going to see is a bunch of woods where anything could be hiding. Oops. You go four out. You go four hours from here, and you reach the other coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, the Thunderbird. You know, some of them stories from the early settlers really fascinate me with the Thunderbird because I've even read accounts where people have shot at it, and um, you know, cowboys and that they shoot it as it flies over, and they've heard it. They've heard the bullet hit like metallic, mm-hmm. metallic sound. Ooh. So, you know, whether that means it's some sort of UFO, I don't know. But, yeah, isn't that yeah. interesting? Yeah, it's strange, though, isn't it? Well, it's, 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 it's the same, uh, I know, I've got to say this, but it's the same with Dogman, you know, where it's been shot, and it's just like, well, yeah, and it keeps coming, you know. It's yeah. Shot with anything, you know, so. Uh, That's the that, same with Bigfoot, though, isn't it? Same with Bigfoot, yeah. you know. Um, you know. Not all Bigfoot, though. Not all Bigfoot. They're, they're, I have, I've ha- actually had on on my show a guy saying he blew the face off of one when it was coming at him. Yeah. And so, but but, I like you said. I mean, I've heard other people say that you know they've shot at it and it, it didn't phase it, or they 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 know they connected with it and it just kept going like it didn't even touch it. Um, but I have I have one report of a guy in uh, South. East Ohio, right on the border of West Virginia, who he he saw when he first saw it, he was about 14 years old with his friend. He saw I think he saw two black ones. And they that's when he realized that these things were real. But he's a very matter of fact kind of guy. He It's just he lives out in the boonies. I mean, he when you hear him talk, he sounds like a hillbilly. And so, I mean, he's just like, all right, well, they're out there. And that's just reality. And as he got older, he had more interactions with these things, and he said that the red ones were the ones that were more aggressive, and he hates them. He absolutely hates the red ones. He wants to kill every last one of them. And so he's he sees 
one one night through his scope at his house. He knows they're in the area. He goes out hunting, and he's totally decked out in his camouflage and and all that. And so this thing approaches him, and I personally think that this thing may not have known exactly what he was, but knew that he was something there. But it, he was so camouflaged, I'm not sure if it knew exactly what he, what he, what it was. Uh, because it, I think the way he described it is it came in almost curi- curious, and then it got to be about 15, I think he said 9 yards or 15 yards away, something like that. And he said he could see the face, and the face was just turning like completely different. Like it was, it was getting angry, and he felt threatened. He raised his shotgun up and blew its face off, he said. And he, then he had a visita- visit by, you know, the quote-unquote men in black uh, the next, I think, two days later or something like that. I mean, he had some issues with it, but he doesn't apologize for it. He doesn't back down from it, and he says if he ever sees another red one, he'll do it again. So that's that's one story of somebody who just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, fair enough. I think um, it's, the, it's interesting that he mentions the red ones because – You'll know yourself that the Native Americans uh, spoke about the red giants or the red hair giants. Yeah. um, And they were notoriously aggressive. Yeah. Uh, Where do you stand on things like that? Well, I I think that, for one, I think Bigfoot and the giants are two different things uh, as far as surface level goes. Uh, But there are many characteristics. I think that's one thing that we need to start doing a little bit better in the paranormal community as a whole is that we need to be more willing to listen to stories of things outside of our particular interest and then listen to the details and see where things are very similar because I think we could learn a lot that way. And I don't think we necessarily do that a lot because a lot of times people are – they're very interested in UFOs and that's what their their thing or Bigfoot's their thing. And so they don't want, they don't want to cross the lines because it might make things a little more complicated. And so they don't. And uh, when it comes to uh, the giants and the red-haired giants, there's lots of stories throughout this country. I mean all over this country, all over the world to be honest with you. I mean you have reports out of India – uh, Italy, you're in England, um, obviously United States, uh, all over the place, Malta of these giants that roamed the land. And the red haired giants were, like you said, they were seemingly aggressive. There's legends of these things being able to run through the field and pick up a buffalo with one hand and keep running and carry it away, you know, obviously for food. And so these things were massively strong and they were, they were incredibly aggressive. And to the point, to be honest with you, to the point where there's a legend, uh, you might have heard of it, Lovelock Cave. And I mean, the Native Americans had enough of it. And I believe there's different versions of this story, but the general idea of it is either one tribe, but I tend to think that there's multiple tribes of Native Americans coming together. They had enough of it and they decided we're going to take these guys out and they chased them into a cave and they, they wouldn't come out. So they lit the cave on fire and they suffocated them. And the ones that did come out, they dispatched of them. They killed them. And in that cave, they have found remnants of tools and things like that like to, to back up the story and, and obviously skeletons and things like that like and the, that's another thing is the skeletons always disappear they're always just gone we, we it's you, you come across a skeleton and you go public with it at all it seems like they just vanish and i don't know where they're going i think that the smithsonian has a big uh a big say in that though yeah i think um and that brings us on to the the the, the cover up. 
Yeah, well, yeah. there is. Right. Obviously, they don't want the. I don't think they want the people to know our true history. It's a massive, massive corrupt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they. That's what they want. They just don't want to, to let people know man's true history. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I think the giants had a role to play in our history. They still have. Um, yeah. They still are. You know, going right back to the biblical texts. Um, yeah. because, you know, you get the, you get the Bible, which is great because it's a, a text of, uh, you know, it's encrypted truth in it. You know, there's quite a lot of truth in the Bible. Um, and it says of the giants of them days. And there was, there was, but I think it's going, I think it, you can go back thousands of years before the Bible. You know, these things were here. Um, it mentions yeah. the, the caretakers of earth. You know, I think the giants was the caretakers. You know, the ones that loved that, you know, who looked after nature, you know, who tended the earth. And I think these giants was the caretakers at one time. Um, yeah, the, these, these giants go way back in history. Oh, I mean, if you just take, yeah. if you just take the Bible, like you mentioned now, I, I'm a Christian and I, I'm very much into learning, yep. especially out of the Old Testament, like it's with the giants. I, that's just a mission of mine recently. I'm trying to, the, it, the Old Testament is littered with these giants and people don't even know it. And that's the, that's, you know, the cover up maybe where, you know, your secular science, they, they may not want that, that truth to be known for their reasons. And for some reason, the history, I wouldn't say um, the modern, the modern church, but the history of the church has done something I think is deplorable because they, they have tried to cover up certain truths in the Bible and over time, now you have churches who don't really acknowledge the true depth of the uh, giants that were that are in their Bible right now. They don't understand that some of the tribes that are mentioned in the Old Testament actually come from the Nephilim, which yeah. were you know giants, and and they don't even they don't know it and they don't acknowledge it. But the Old Testament is filled with it, and you know the, when the Old Testament was written at that moment. When these th- when these books in the Bible were being written, a lot of it, especially in the Old Testament, were talking about history, stuff that happened before they even wrote it down. And then it talks about things that are happening as they're writing it down. And so abs- you're absolutely right. There's a, there's a long, rich history of this. And, you know, for instance, let me just say this. Um, everybody knows the story of David and Goliath. Goliath was a nine-foot-tall nine Philistine giant. Yep. And that's, the, that's what I just said is where the line gets skewed because people say, oh, he was a Philistine. And the, in, in your mind, Philistine equals man. Not the case. Goliath was a giant who also lived among Philistines. I think the Philistines might have had in, uh, inner breeding with the with the nephilim which means that there was you know giants and humans coming together so i i think there's a lot of that going on but let's not be mistaken here goliath was a nephilim giant and he had brothers a lot of people don't realize that but the bible uh, talks about goliath having four brothers and what's interesting is David, in that story, he goes to the battle. He sees that his his own brothers are there being taunted by this giant. Nobody wants to fight the giant. He's mocking the Israelite army. And he and he overhears that the king's offering his daughter in marriage. He's offering riches to anybody who can take this thing down. And he and David's a boy. He's like, what, 14 or 15 years old. He's a boy. Of course, if you're telling me I'm going to get the king's daughter and a bunch of riches, let's do this. Like he was that confident. And so... 
He goes out to the brook, it says, and he picks up five smooth stones. A lot of people just gloss over that and they're like, okay, he picked up five stones. And I actually started looking into this because somebody had said that David displayed lack of faith in God because he picked up five stones to kill one giant. And I thought that was just ridiculous. And I started looking into it just to kind of, I actually wrote a big long, um, uh, I, I guess a blog post on it, but, um, what I, I realized then is by looking into that and trying to show the person that it wasn't a lack of faith is that Goliath had four brothers. And more than likely, if Goliath had four brothers, they probably were there and when David was there. So yeah. just because the Bible doesn't say that the Goliath's brothers were standing next to him, which they probably weren't, just because the Bible doesn't say that you know his brothers were in the army behind him doesn't mean it wasn't true. And it, since we know that Goli- David – or since we know that Goliath had brothers, four of them, later on in the, in the Bible, David actually has to deal with his four brothers. Maybe David was actually thinking, let me get these five stones because I know this one giant, but once I kill him, his four brothers are going to come at me too, and I'm going to take them down as well. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. It gives a whole different narrative that isn't really taught in the Sunday school church because we're not really taught to think that giants were an issue. They very much were an issue, and they very much shaped how the Old Testament plays out. And I find that absolutely fascinating. Yeah. So where do you think, because like looking into giants, you'll, you'll see the Solomon Isles pop up, uh, some parts of Scandinavia, Alaska, uh, these sorts of places. Where, where do you think if giants are still on the earth, which we, we know personally believe they may be, yeah. Uh, yeah. where, where do you think they are? The Middle East? I think that they're all over. To be honest with you, there you mentioned Alaska. There, are, there is reports of uh, giants. <clears throat> excuse me. There's reports of giants being in Alaska, and people see these, for lack of better terms, hu- large humans. They're, they're not Bigfoot. They're bigger than Bigfoot. They're 15, 18, 19 feet tall beings. They're humanoid beings. Sometimes they're they're seen carrying a club. Mm-hmm. Like we know Bigfoot doesn't carry clubs. Absolutely. At least we we don't get very many reports of that in modern day. Uh, and so what is this? Because people are saying that it's not totally hair covered. Sometimes you get that report. But most of the time these reports are people saying this looked like just a really big person. And some of the common uh, descriptions is, you know, people say that it had protruding teeth, like like almost like those tusks coming out of the bottom jaw. It's and, exactly what you picture in a fairy tale. You know, when we were kids, absolutely. you used to get the giant, yeah. didn't you? And it, well, I've, I've wearing always, the, the loincloth and everything. Well, I've always said the movies on TV will portray it anyway. They'll put it out in, in, in right. your face, you know, and they'll say it's all, it's all fairy tale. It's not real. In exactly. fact, it is. It is real. I think there's a reason for that. I think yeah. there's a psyop going on yeah. with Hollywood, Absolutely. with Disney. They put the real, they put real things into their movies to make it fairy tale. It wasn't fairy tale until they made it fairy tale, yeah. and they do that to cover up the truth. And and I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people. I know they're like, oh, well, you know, Disney really? No, I'm telling you, just trust me on this. They are very much involved in covering up executives but what i'm saying is there are certain people strategically placed strategically placed into hollywood into disney that are there for one reason to make sure that they filter through their truths into these movies to help people understand that it's not real it very much is real and like you said the whole fairy tale thing it's 
it's very much not a fairy tale. No. People are seeing these things. And, and when I, the reason, let me tell you this real quick, kind of backtracking to the whole Bigfoot thing. The reason why I believe in Bigfoot is because there's so many reports of it out there. I, I've never seen one. I, you know, I, I told you I saw the footprint, but I've never actually laid eyes on one of these things. And the reason why I believe they're there is because I have personally talked to hundreds of people who have seen these things and not everybody can be lying to me or just stupid and misidentifying a bear, you know, and all it takes is for one person to be telling the truth for this thing to actually be real. And so for me, that's why I believe what I believe when it comes to like the Bigfoot and things like that. And when it comes to the giants, that's where we're getting to now. We're getting to the point where so many people have seen these things, the skeletons or them actually living that that not everybody can be lying. And so there's reports of these things, you know, all over the place, like I said, in Alaska, but also the Middle East, like you mentioned. I mean, the Kandahar giant is a very popular story that, you know, the, the American troops went into an area and they lost communication with them. They, they don't know what happened to these guys. So they sent another group of men in to find this, the original group. They came, they came across a, an awful scene where it was just like body parts everywhere. It looked like the, the guys just got blow, blown up. I mean, it, they didn't know what happened. And just as they came across this scene, they hear this god-awful yell, and this giant, red-haired giant, there's the red-haired giant again, yep. comes running out. I believe it was out of like a cave or something. And it, 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 the guys were stunned, and somebody broke uh, the line and actually shot at this thing. And actually, I skipped the most important part. This thing yelled, charged the, the men, and he it actually speared one of the men. So it actually had a tool. Like I said earlier, the club idea. Well, this thing had a spear, and it speared one of the men and like like a skewer onto its spear. And that's when somebody shot, and they all just started shooting at it, and they said, shoot it in the face. They blew its face off. And the interesting thing is that these guys, we've, when they were training to go over to the Middle East, now the typical training is – Two to the chest, one in the head. So if you're going to shoot somebody, you pop, pop, pop in the chest and then pop in the, in the head. You know, three shots, kill shots. When they were training, they were told to aim high. They were consistently told to aim high. And it's like, why am I being told to aim high? But you just do what you're told to do. And when, when you take that into the idea of giants, it's like, okay, muscle memory. They want the guys to have muscle memory of aiming high. So when they come in to cross these things, so clearly, they knew that these things were there. And then there's this cover-up of let's not talk about what happened. The, the problem is there's a guy saying he was there as a shooter. And then there's somebody totally different that came at, uh, onto the scene a couple of years later that said, I actually flew the body out. So you have a pilot who said he was picking up the body. Another guy saying that he shot it. So you have two corroborating stories that never knew each other coming together to say this actually happened. And so – the Middle East actually, I think, is a very, very much of a hotbed for these things. And I think it's a perfect spot. If you're going to put you know, outside of North Korea, where else are you going to put something that you want to keep secret? Where the Middle East, because there's not, there's not as much media coverage when it comes to anything outside the political bullcrap. And on top of it, it's very, very vast, lots of caves and mountains. And people don't really gather that, but these things are living in the mountains. In caves. Yep. Why? I don't know. I think that uh, there there might be something to do with the biblical times. Uh, I think that I honestly believe that these things might be uh, holding themselves back until they've been given permission to come out and do what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, 
there, I'll tell you, there's, I've been told by some people that are, I guess, let's just put it in the, in the know. Um, I have a relationship with a guy who is retired CIA and he has, uh, connections with obviously people in the CIA now. They always say once CIA, you're never not CIA. And, uh, he has told me that he, when he was over in the Middle East, he saw some crazy things. And one of the things that they started seeing was they were there to observe towns at night looking for the Taliban. And at night, they're observing these villages from the hills and they would see these, uh, about 12 foot tall beings running out of the villages at night up into the mountains. And he said they would cover three to 7,000 feet within a matter of a minute. Like they would just book it up a mountain. And he, he said it became such a common thing that they actually stopped reporting it because nothing was being done about it. And it happened all the time. And so, you know, there's one instance you're like, okay, well, what could that be? Obviously, I think that's probably some kind of Nephilim giant. Uh, but this, this same guy, the same guy told me, uh, I, I don't know if you remember, I think it was last year, the, the United States dropped a bomb in the Middle East called the Moab bomb, M-O-A-B. Uh, and they said that they were dropping it on a, a big cell of ISIS terrorists. Mm-hmm. Well, he came to me and told me that, yeah, there was ISIS terrorists there, but there was a bigger problem there. Uh, he said that there was actual giants in that area and they were becoming a problem. And so the, the one of the biggest reasons for that bomb was for the giants, not for the, the, the um, for not, not for ISIS. And so I hear these things and, and he's told me that the, as of last year, I think before the bomb, he told me that the United States military has killed up to 26 of these things. And so they're out there. They're out there and yep. they're actually alive right now. And so why do they kind of remain hidden? I, the only conclusion I can have is something is holding them back from creating havoc until they've been given permission to do so. I do believe that they're, they're growing in number. I think that that's clear because of all the sightings. And, you know, I think that as time goes on, you know, like I said, I'm a Christian. So I believe that, you know, one day the end times will be here. I think during those times, you're going to see monsters, legit monsters coming and wreaking havoc on the land. Uh, because, you know, in, in the Bible, Jesus had said that in the just like in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. And so he, what he's saying is just like the days of Noah, what it was like in the days of Noah, that's the way it's going to be when I come back, when I return. And so a lot of times in the Christian community, they talk about, okay, well, that was because there's a lot of sinning, there's a lot of bad people, and that's why God had to just start over and flood the earth. I don't necessarily believe that's 100% of the truth. Um, I, I think that, obviously, I think that you know sin is a real problem, but it's always been a real problem. From the times of Noah to the time of now, people have always been doing the wrong things. In fact, King David, who was after the flood of Noah, had a man killed because he slept with the man's wife and got her pregnant. And that's and the Bible says that that was that was a man after God's own heart. So <laughs> I think I think I think that that sin was was always an issue. But if you look at the at the history here, what was going on in the days of Noah? Well, we know in Genesis chapter six verse four it says that it just in those days there was Nephilim 
and after. And I, that's not the exact quote. In fact, let me uh, actually make this right here because I, I hate misquoting the Bible if I can. It says, uh, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God went into the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. And so that first part of that, that verse there, Genesis first, uh, 6 verse 4, it says, Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also after. That and also after is referring to the flood of Noah. And so we have this this clue, you know, and like I, I, I want to say that uh, I, I look at the Bible as, as as true, a historical fact. But I think that there are things that are left out of the Bible, not intentionally, sometimes intentionally, like the book of Enoch. I think I, I personally believe that it probably should be in the Bible. Uh, it was in the Bible one time and the Catholic Church took it out. Yeah, and the yep. book of Enoch actually really details what the giants were. Uh, but that said, you know, we have this, this, this piece of evidence, this, this, this clue of this historical document saying there was Nephilim on the earth in those days and afterward, meaning the, the, the flood. And so what goes into the whole idea of Nephilim being on the earth? What was going on? Well, we know by reading, you know, the extra canonical books and even in the Bible that fallen angels came to earth. They revolted. They rebelled against God. And when they came to earth, they looked at the women. They're like, hot. They wanted it. And so they went after it and they, and they took these women as wives and, and they had children with them, you know, the giants. And so, but that's not the end of it though, because if you look into like the book of giants, which is part of Enoch, uh, I think I, that's very foggy to me on how that all kind of lays out. But the book of giants and like the book of watchers, they detail certain things like in the book of giants, it's a very fragmented book. So it was found with the, uh, the dead sea scrolls. And there's a lot of biblical text in the dead sea scrolls that were very accurate. And so we, we were like, okay, that's great because the Bible that we have today is still an accurate Bible that we, they had back then because the dead sea scrolls connects the two. Well, in the Dead Sea Scrolls is the Book of Giants, and it's a fragmented book. It's been broken up, and but some of the things that they that you can get from it is that the angels exploited the fruitfulness of the earth. And so, what does that mean? It says that everything that the earth had produced, the great fish, the skies, uh, the fruit, all of the earth was uh, was tainted by these fallen angels. Basically. Uh, let, let me see, let me see if I can find it here. It's hard to read through because it's not actually a sentence structure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, basically, what it's saying is that uh, the fallen angels not only did they have sex with human women and creating this offspring of giant nephilim, the word nephilim applies to other things as well. So they they actually did this to plants and animals as well, which brings you to the idea of what is Bigfoot. Now, I'm not saying Bigfoot is Nephilim, but I'm not saying it's not Nephilim either, because when you look at that, it's it's very possible that if you have a fallen angel doing something nasty with an animal, you might have a Bigfoot. You know, so yeah. uh, you know what's a dog man? You know, things like that. So uh, you know, it, the that's not in the Bible though. That's in the Book of Giants and it's fragmented, but we can gather pieces of truths from that, and it's up to the reader to say, do I believe that? Am I going to believe that? You know, so um, I can't tell you to believe it, but it's there. It's right. absolutely there. Because I, I had my thing on the, um, Cain Abel. We have to talk about Cain Abel. You know, Cain kills Abel. You know, so there's God, there's Adam and Eve, Cain Abel, whatever. 
And Kenka's able, God finds out, and uh, he says, right, and he bans him from the Garden of Eden. Now, I, I always thought that, I, I'm always, know that the Garden of Eden is a holding centre, because Cain says, don't send me out there, they'll get me. Yeah. Now, now, who's out there? <laughs> right. Hang on, you've got God, you've got Adam and Eve, and Cain, Abel, and what else bring? Now, who's out there? Yeah. Don't send me out there, they, they'll, they'll get me. Who's out there, Tony? So it's like, you know, um, well, that's what that's, I think the Nephilim also, um, you know, the angels and I think they're extraterrestrial. Mm. You know, I think there's something, there's a bit in there because they've, I mean, in them days, you know, they saw only people flying or levitating their angels, mm. you know, so that in them days or craft or they'd call them a flame or a ball of fire or the craft of them time. So, uh, well, no, I, no, I don't mix the two up. I think, <clears throat> I think, are UFOs reported in the Bible? Yes. Yes. Are Nephilim? Yes. Are they the same? No. Do you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't think there's a direct link mm. there. Um, <clears throat> but the Nephilim... If, I mean, they if, must if, have if, been if, if you think quite good-looking for to sleep with the women. And they'll, no, the they'll one, really be, was, be saying, was, oh, there's a giant. I'm going to make love to this giant. Well, they the didn't have a choice, did they? Well, they don't know. No, they just take, they took the women. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the angels were good looking. I really do. I mean, yeah. uh, Satan, Lucifer was an angel and he was, he was known as a be- the most beautiful angel there was. Like he was gorgeous. So like the idea of, uh, Satan, the devil being this horned demon, la, you know, that's not reality. Yeah. Reality is if you saw Lucifer right now, the sexiest dude you've ever seen. You know, and, and there come there lies the uh, deception. You know, like the the he's had plenty of time to de- learn how to deceive people, and he does it very well. And so his fallen angels, I, it didn't say that he was the only beautiful angel. It said he was the most beautiful angel. And if he was the most beautiful angel, that means there's other beautiful angels as well. So uh, I, I think that the women, you know, I think I, I absolutely think that they could have taken the women and just raped them. They could have done that. But yeah. I think that. You know, look at look at man. Look at look at how we are today and stuff. We're having sex with robots. I mean, that's where yeah. we're at right now. You know, so like you're telling me a fallen angel that that has. <laughs> don't, you know, go there. don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. I don't. You don't go there with me because I have a hot button topic when it comes to you know, artificial intelligence. Yeah. But so um. So, but I mean, I'm saying like, I mean, you have these angels, these gorgeous angels falling from heaven who have these mystical powers. They have this magic that they can do. And they're, 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 they're telling you, I'm going to teach you how to do this, all that stuff. I don't think that the women necessarily had to be begged to lay down with them. I, I think that this is something that might have happened actually a little bit more willing than we are comfortable admitting. Like, I just, that's the way I look at it, you know? Mm, yeah. Well, it's just genetic. Like, the word Nephilim for me, like, I always, sort of uh, conjures up some sort of like mad scientist in my, in my mind, that it's genetic project that there was, that there was doing, like you mentioned with a big foot, the, you know, possibly the dog man and all these other hybrids that we, yeah. that we see at the time. Uh, not to mention the fact that they was possibly living for 900 years as well, which, you know, if you live in 900 years, something, something you, going you on. There was a reason why they had to get involved with people. Uh, they didn't do it out of choice. They didn't do it out of their choice. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you said that, that obviously we 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 know that they found us attractive, uh, well some of us, but um, <laughs> they there was there must have been a reason for them to get involved with us. But you see the same 
uh, tale repeated when you when you come to the Native Americans and the Sasquatch. You know, you hear right. you hear the tale of the Sasquatch coming into camp and removing women and children, uh, and then obviously having its uh, having its way with them. Um, so there's this like this repetition of the same story, if you like. Uh, you know, the the, yep. the 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 big ugly giant comes in and takes the women, and for for genetic reasons. Uh, and and then you, obviously I wonder if there's something going on where at a certain point they run out of uh, maybe an, I don't know best way to phrase this but maybe they run out of a certain number maybe the they run out of enough material if you like well, yeah yeah I, mean, I I always thought that the the Garden of Eden is a holding center where they've manipulated DNA. Mm. Yeah, that, that's my, my theory. I can't prove that, but that's my, what I've researched and looked into. That, that, that the, the Garden of Eden is a holding center to change from Garden one. Garden of Eden's what? Mesopotamia? Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, they changed one creature into the splicing DNA. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's one of my theories. Um, but again, these giants, they, they're still alive today. They still live today. And there's a, I reckon there's a, a huge number. Of different species of giants. To, well, same as Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's where the, that's where the cover up for me with the Bigfoot. It's, it's a massive cover up because it's it's quite to cover up. Yeah, well, that's the pro- that's that my issue with the cover up is that it's too big to cover up. Well, they, as Tony was saying, that they, they, there's I mean there's caves into caves. No, no, no I don't mean caves. I don't mean yeah, like there's... that. I mean globally because you know Bigfoot seen uh, China. Obviously, over here, yeah, you know, allegedly Australia, Australia, Australia the course, states, yeah. you yeah. know, Vietnam. Uh, obviously, they've all got different names, the Awi and all the rest of it. But essentially, we're talking about the same thing: the snowman, yeah, uh, right. in Tibet. So, for a cover-up to work, um, and again, the Bigfoot itself is doing a lot of the lot of the cover-up. It's 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 doing, but for the cover-up to work, to actually be a cover-up where it's uh, actually purposely denied to us rather than just ignored because i think there's a difference between ignoring something and purposely covering up um for that to happen you'd have to involve i mean can you imagine all these countries working together on something like this china russia you know america england it just done mm. uh hungary uh so whatever it's called austria now and um germany these places i i, I just don't see it you know I, is there yeah. is the willful ignorance of it absolutely you know if you don't necessarily plausible deniability and all that if you don't necessarily know something and again with scientists people you know when we talk about ghosts and all the rest of it people say there's no such thing as a ghost because science has said you know basically said there's no ghost but science has not said there's no ghost in fact science has not looked into it and every time science does look into it it proves that there is something going on yeah so then what happens is the silence they take the big paychecks and then they just go back to square one again that's the problem that's the same with the bigfoot so you've got all these scientists but they're not looking into it correct so people will say well there's no such thing as bigfoot because we know about it well how are we going to know about if the people who are paid to look into this shit don't look into (laughs) it you know they're paid paid not to that's all right well i i think that uh I think there is a certain amount of science that does look into it, and I think it's underneath like black black budget operations. I really do. I yep. I've heard stories. In fact, um, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about you like listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Well, Wes was on somebody else's show years ago, and he told the story of a woman who contacted him who was actually working 
in one of these facilities where they were creating these hybrid type creatures. And like, I, I wasn't told the story. He was told the story and I'm trying to remember it as I'm telling you now, but I think the story goes that they would actually, they were located in some kind of desert or something. Maybe, maybe, uh, in America, I think it was in America, but they would let these creatures out and then they would come chase them down. I think they had them tagged or something like that. And they were observing how these creatures maneuvered and stuff. So even that, like, I think, I think these things have this rich history of, you know, happening with, you know, biblical texts and things like that. But I think as time's gone on and our technology has grown, or at least for some would say has come back to what it used to be, I think that we are starting to play with things that we're not supposed to be playing with. And, uh, you know, she, she started telling Wes this stuff. And with her, I think she actually wound up uh, getting attacked. And I, I think, I hope I'm not butchering the story, but I think she was actually stabbed at one time by people who told her to stop talking to Wes specifically about what she is doing at this facility and she's no longer working for them and all that stuff. It was a big, you know, what you want to say, a cover up that, uh, that Wes kind of experienced firsthand. And, um, you know, he's got some stories. Like, like he's got some stories of people because when he used to do the insider shows, he doesn't do insider shows anymore because there's too much hassle for him yeah, to deal yeah. with it, with yeah, deal with yeah. the aftermath. Uh, but when he would do the insider stories and stuff, I mean, he talked to people who were in the know on the inside who are telling him, yes, these things are real and we're actively covering it up. And here's the thing. You don't get, you don't get the people knocking on your door when you say you saw a Bigfoot. They don't, they don't care because it's just a story in the wind. They don't care if you say you saw a Bigfoot. What they care about is if you say you have proof that you saw a Bigfoot and not a picture because we live in a digital age. You think that's an accident? We live in a digital age where anything can be created on a computer. So a picture and a video, it's nothing. They don't care. They do not care if you have a picture or a video of these things. What they care about is if you physically can prove it. If you say you have hair, if you have blood, you killed it, things like that, like they're, that you're going to get a knock on the door because they want to make sure that they confiscate any proof that you have of these things. And that's where I think the, that's where I think you get the people, you know, the men in black type guys, yeah. uh, coming and knocking on the door when you actually claim that you have proof, physical proof that this thing is real. That's when they, that's when they care because everything else, it's just a story in the wind, man. Like they, everybody has a story. They don't care about that. In fact, they encourage that because the more stories that are out there, the more people are going to be like, these people are crazy. Because they all experience different things. We have people that are saying they saw Bigfoot disappear. We have people saying that Bigfoot's a physical thing. They saw it jump across the road. There's so many different variating stories of this creature that it just makes people sound like they're insane. And so the, the world that doesn't look into this, that, that thinks that, that we're crazy, well, when they hear one person, one minute saying, this thing disappeared in front of my, in front of my face, this thing's mind spoke with me, and then this thing charged me, I shot this thing, like all these different stories, it sounds crazy. Yep. So, and that's what they want. They want it to sound crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a cover up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I think we're all in agreement that there's definitely a cover up. No, I don't believe there is. Why? Well, for just for that reason, I just don't think you could get up. No, what? A cover up is um, now I appreciate what you've said and all the rest of it. So I'm, oh. I'm not saying I disagree, you know, with you personally because it makes sense what you've said. Because, but for me, it's like um, I just don't think you could get all these governments, uh, yeah, to, 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 to work together on something. Because if it's just an American thing, then yeah, 
I think you could you could easily do it. Or if it's just a you know European thing, whatever. But it's it's all over the place. And so, uh, I'm sorry. I, I just before I forget, I want to ask you this question. Then, you know, do you think when you say government, what, at, at what point in the government are you referring to? Because when I when I say government, I don't think like Donald Trump is waking up every morning getting into briefing on all the Bigfoot sightings that happened the day before. In if fact, he, think, if he was, we'd know about it. <laughs> He's yeah. tweeting about it. Yeah. And so especially when he got in there like, oh, no, no, no. He's not, <laughs> he's not visiting Area 51, nothing. <laughs> but I, I, I think – this is what I think. I think that in order – going off what you just said, I think in order to have a global type cover-up, there has to be this externally uh, group of people that operate – in the shadows of the government, but within the government yep. that hold this thing down. So like, I, I think that uh, it, it, it's government technically, cause it probably operates off of international money. So I, I think that, but I think that this, this group isn't bound by any one country's laws so they can actually, they, they do the dirty work. They do the things that are off book, the black budgets, all that stuff. I think yeah. they draw from to operate within the parameters of the quote unquote government. Uh, do I believe that local, like, cause like you say, which, which aspects of the government am I, am I talking about? Do I believe that local, like, um, police force, that kind of thing will, uh, Say, say someone hits a big foot, right? And, and will they remove the body and all the rest of it before anyone gets wind because they don't want to draw attention to their town, blah, blah, blah. Possibly, yeah. I think that, that, that element could be a cover up there, but that's like a local uh, level. Do I think there's a good, there's, do I think there's a, um, you know, like a, an order come down from the shadow government? Yeah, from the top saying you, you must, you know, deny all this. No, I don't. I think, I think, um, like I say, Ignorance is bliss, isn't it? Again, so if you're not if you're not looking into it yourself, the government, that's what I mean. If they're not looking sure. into it and all the rest of it, then there's nothing to cover up it essentially. Because that, like you said, all they've got to do is just say you're crackers. You know, you're, I think, you're a nut. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> uh, I think there's one where you know people. But, but, Same with the UFOs. Well, yeah, but um, you got there with the call. It's called the United Nations. You yeah, know? Well, that as well. Yeah, you got that as well. All nations together, supposedly. But then you have yeah. got other countries where. If there's going to be any movement on the Bigfoot thing, because everyone's got like dashboard cams, this kind of stuff now. So will we get more footage? Yes. Uh, will the footage be acceptable? No. Because like you said, you show a good piece of Bigfoot footage to somebody now and they just say CGI without even looking mm. at it, which is uh, rather annoying. But you know, that's, that goes for the same with UFOs and uh ghosts and all kinds of shit now so basically footage has become redundant you know when it was the holy grail years ago yeah. now it's like the least yeah but you don't know what, thing. you don't know which is true you don't know what well, is that's the fake problem. that's what the is true so because that's that's what was done but will there be any that's movement on the bigfoot will we catch one will we kill no. one no yes i think we will no. but i think it'll happen in somewhere like sumatra or well it won't be shown i don't believe it'll ever be shown on media, australia on media, on media television now no chance. Well, Not a will. chance in yeah, hell. I think it will. No, no. I think eventually my theory on it is that um, when this cataclysm comes, and it will come, I don't. I ain't got dates. I'm not a, a sage or anything shit like that. But when that day comes, then these things will reclaim their land because that's what they are. That this is they are, you know. Well, I think the multi mankind has had his day. The same with the dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs yeah. had their time. Adios, goodbye. Man, man, man here, mankind. Adios, goodbye. These creatures come back. Because, I mean, 
They don't destroy the lands. They don't do pollute the lands. They don't, you know, destroy forests and, you know, these, I think these creatures are for the, for the land. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think that I, I kind of agree with you though. I, I, I don't personally think there's a chance that no. it makes the, the TV. I, I've heard, I just, I've heard so many stories of people saying, something to the nature that they have proof and for them to only be intercepted by guys that, you know, they call government guys, but don't, they don't seem like government guys. And I just think it like the way to do it is this. And we actually did a show on Sasquatch Chronicles. Uh, we did like a round table and we called the show killing Sasquatch. And it was more like, if you killed a Sasquatch, what do you do then? And I kind of told them, I said, listen, like if you kill a Sasquatch, First of all, if you kill a Sasquatch randomly, like it just happens, you ha- I, I don't think you have a chance to get that exposed because you're not going to have a plan in place. But if you're going out there to hunt these things, to take one down and prove its existence, you have to have a lot of safe faults in line before you even do it. You need to know that you you have five to ten guys on the record that you can send body pieces to simultaneously and at the same time you're sending those pieces of body to these these credible guys i'm talking like scientists or things like that people who can actually do something with it at the same time you're doing that you need to be going to like five six news stations locally and 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 showing them absolute proof in person or at at the same time like you have to expose this on very many different levels all at one time, so it's harder for the, this group of people to cover up. If you think you're just going to kill something and drag it to your local news station, that's never going to see yeah. the light of day. It will never see the light of day. I, 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 that's the way I believe. I think because I, I, I'm more of an active proponent of this idea that they're covering it up. Uh, I, 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 like I said earlier, I think that they, they're naturally seclusive. I think don't think they want to be seen. But let's be real, they're being seen. Yeah. And so, I mean, at what point do we say, okay, something else is going on here that's preventing from the masses knowing? Uh, we we have police officers going on record saying they've seen these things, yet it's still not acknowledged. And you you would think a police officer's word would be, you know, a word that you would take for for what it is. And I I, I don't know. It's just I don't think we all. I don't think any of us have all the answers. I don't think we have we have the full picture. It's like this giant puzzle. And we know what it's supposed to look like, but we're we're missing pieces. We're like, I, I don't know where the nose is. I don't know where the eye is. Like, we, we just can't put the picture yeah. together. I'll and I think that, that's where I'll we're let, at. I'll let, I'll let that pun slide. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what's, uh, what's your take on UFOs and Tony? Um, I think that UFOs are what they are. I think they're unidentified flying objects. Do I think that they're from another galaxy? Uh, I, they could be. I, I You know... For me, you know, as a like, I, I don't think I said this earlier. I, I actually went to school to be a pastor at one time. So, like, uh, my, I let's just put it this way: I'm a truck driver now. I studied to be a pastor, never graduated school, but I take what the Bible says serious, right? And so, I, I kind of line everything up with what does the Bible have to say about things? Well, the Bible doesn't say a whole lot about the idea of aliens living in other galaxies or anything like that. Doesn't mean it's not real though, because I think, well. Maybe I don't know. I I, I know this. I, I know that that the Bible says that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and that He came to Earth in human form through the Virgin Mary. He lived 33 years on this Earth. At the age of 30, He started His ministry, and three years later, He died. He was killed on the cross, 
three days, <clears throat> excuse me, three days later, he rose from dead, right? And so, but, but the whole thing with that is he came to earth for mankind. Mm-hmm. And so if there's extraterrestrial beings out there that are intelligent from other planets, well, I don't think they're human. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't throw, for me, it wouldn't throw a kink into the idea of, you know, well, what do I do with my faith if aliens are real? Hey, it's still the same thing. Like Jesus Christ was a man, walked on earth, died for all mankind. It doesn't, it doesn't affect your faith. But I think when, cause I think disclosure will happen. I yeah. think we're getting closer to that. And when that happens, I think you're going to see, honestly, I think you're going to see a lot of Christians possibly commit suicide because they think that their faith is a total sham. And what have they been living their life for? And that for me, I'm like, well, the same thing. It's all the same still. Like, because the way I look at it is Jesus Christ was a man down on the cross for men. This alien is an intelligent being from another, from another place. It's not man. I, I, that's the way I look at yeah. it. Now, if you do a DNA test on it and you, it comes back 100% man, well, that would throw my <laughs> theory out of the, out of the water. But, uh, you know, as of right now, when it comes to like the whole idea of aliens and stuff, I think that it's very possible. Uh, you have all these galaxies out there to say that we're the only one. It's kind of hard to, yeah. to comprehend, especially when they're finding, what was it, like seven Earth-like planets within our galaxy that they, that they found or something like that. Like, you know, Elon Musk is talking about, you know, building a, a colony on Mars. Like, if we're able to do that, I, I just have a hard time believing that, that nothing else is out there. And, you know, people are seeing things. They've always, they always have. I mean, you see it in the ancient uh, cave drawings of these possible UFO-type you know, uh, pictures and stuff. And, you know, you have throughout the history of man, we, we see that they, they've been seeing things in the sky. And so I, I think UFOs are absolutely real. I, I think that, I think that because my dad has seen, uh, UFO, UFOs when he was a kid. Uh, and it wasn't until recently that my mom reminded me that her and I saw something strange when I was a kid as well. And as I got older, I just chalked it up as it was a helicopter, but it wasn't a helicopter. And so, like, I, 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 I've seen things. My, my father has seen things. My dad's a real, you know, don't make me look stupid kind of guy. Like, he wouldn't lie about something like that. And I actually heard him confirm the story to his brother who was there as well when I was a kid. So he was just making sure he wasn't going crazy when he told me the story. Uh, so people are seeing UFOs. People are claiming they've seen, you know, aliens. I had, I had a guy on my show. His name's John Edmonds, and he's, been in the news a lot this past year because he's trying to sell his ranch and he's claiming that his ranch is alien infested. He says that he's killed these things on his property over the last 22 years. He's had, you know, tons of interaction with these things. And, uh, he's got a weird looking property though. I mean, I'm telling you right now, like his property, he's got, like, he says he has portals and things come through the portals on his property, but he's been in the news, uh, about this stuff. And he claims that he has, proof of it and he's sent it away to different labs and stuff and he's being real hush hush about it so i'm interested to see what he has you know coming out here in the next year or so uh if it comes to anything but then you have um tom delong from the band one what, blink 182 who started his whole company i forget what it's called now uh but you know basically he's been hiring people from within the government that that have a resume working in the government to work for his company on exposing the alien cover-up so <laughs> it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm not one of these people that needs the government to tell me if they're real or not, though. So disclosure for me doesn't really matter. <laughs> you sure. know, 
to, to that to that extent because uh, you know I, I don't live on the government's word. You know, so disclosure, not bothered. And I, I don't think you'll see. I don't think we'll see disclosure till uh, we've got rid of fossil fuel um, until that's exhausted mm. because <clears throat> it goes hand in hand for me. If you tell people that these these beings flying. Yeah, either in their, their mansion or ships or, you know, speed of light ships, how they're powering it. They're certainly not powering it with oil and, and, and coal. Right. So yeah, they're, not, they're not parking in the petrol stations, are they? No. They're with diesel or so petrol. So I think that, or electricity for that matter. So well, yeah, I think well, there's a, I think happens. you won't get disclosure until we've stopped using that. Uh, and yeah. the powers to be seem to make a lot of money out of using that. So until they stop making money out of that, which they are doing because they're, they're moving into, uh, water, uh, food, that kind of stuff. That's they're going to be the next. Anyway, let's not get into that because yeah, 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 I've got different views on that. I can go for hours and hours. Yeah, and hours. yeah. <laughs> um, I just say it's going to be catalysm. Goodbye, mankind. Adios. Goodbye. Welcome back. That's yeah. it. Do you ever think though? Because uh, do you ever think that you're wrong? Because you know, I I sometimes have conversations with people about. Uh, let's just keep it to Bigfoot for now. But I, you know, I, I sometimes have conversations with. Um, People about Bigfoot. Uh, my brother is a hardened skeptic. Uh, actually, sometimes he can be a complete knob. But it, <laughs> he, 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 he sometimes will say, you know, because I'll say, mm. oh, look at this, look at this, or look at this, and he'll say, oh, it's bullshit. That's CGI, and that's this, and that's that, and you know, without right. even really looking into it. And and sometimes I, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to convince him, you know, and then I, and then I find myself thinking, hang on a minute. Am, am I am I right or is he right? Do you know what I mean? I, I've I've read enough, I've seen enough, and obviously predates our you know our history if you like. They've got the Native American history as well and all the rest of it. So I don't. To me, there's something there because there's enough accounts hmm. where. But then he'll always come back to me with stuff like, um, okay then, so you must believe in angels, you know, flying around and that. And I say, no, I don't, you know, well, how come? Because there's, t- you know, there's 15 people seeing a- a- angels, so th- if you believe in Bigfoot, you must be- do you know what I mean? So that, that's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the argument, isn't it? And it's the same with uh, dragons. Uh, you so must that, believe in dragons. how you interpret interpret them or how they how you see them. I think every person sees different things, don't they? Different beings. One can see an angel, one can see a devil, one can see a Bigfoot, one can see a dogman. You know what I mean? They can see what I think is yeah, but isn't that, not, isn't that not a problem? Yeah, absolutely it's a anyway, problem. I think, well, I've, I think I've kind of answered the own question there, haven't I? Well, again, it's, you know... I've seen But do you ever feel like you could be wrong? Is the moments where you wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and just start screaming? <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, I'm, lock me up. I'm a, yeah. Bring the straight jacket. Wake the wife up. Take me away. Yeah. Bigfoot's not real. I, I, I think it's healthy to uh, actually keep an open mind about things. And uh, I, I make a point to try to always say that I could be wrong about this. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm absolutely fine. If one day somebody proves to me beyond a shadow of doubt that Bigfoot isn't real, I can, I, I, I'm fine with it. Like, I'll just say, okay, I was wrong. And all the people that, that I'm friends with that told me to my face that they saw one are either stupid or they lie to me, mm. you know? So, mm. uh, you know, and, and I'm fine with that either way. Like I have a friend, uh, he, his story is pretty popular. Dave Groves, he, he saw one in Pennsylvania and it's, it's one of the ones where you, he saw most of the body in broad daylight, full view of it. 
Uh, it's, it, there's no mistaking what you saw at that point. I mean, he, he's 70 to 90 feet away from this thing and he's locked eyes with it. Like it's standing still. They're looking at each other. Like it's kind of hard to say, Oh, that was a deer. Oh, my bad. Like, so I've told Dave and Dave's like a really good friend of mine. Right. And I told him, I said, this is the way I look at things. I said, I said, Dave, if it ever came out that one day, you know, you were lying to me and you never saw a Bigfoot. I would tell you you're an idiot, but you'd still be my friend because I like Dave as a person. I don't like Dave because he saw Bigfoot. And so, and that's the same thing with my buddy Wes from Sasquatch Chronicles. I told him the same exact thing because my, my life does not ride or die on the existence of Bigfoot, you know? And, and so if I'm wrong and Bigfoot doesn't exist, I would tell all my friends that, 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 you know, said to me that they saw one. I say, you guys are freaking idiots. Why would you lie? You know? And then I I said, let's go get a beer. You know, because yeah. like at the end of the day, they're my friends for a reason. It's not because of Big, Bigfoot connected us, but the reason why we're still connected is because they're actually good people and they just made a mistake then at that point. But I don't think that. I, I don't think that my friends are lying to me. I mean, I'm sure I've been lied to, but uh, m- my friends that have told me this, their stories on multiple occasions, uh, I, I just I don't believe it. Now, if I'm wrong and it's not real, then it's not real. I mean, it's not going to break my world. I mean, bottom line is at the end of the day for me, I have a roof over my head. I have a baby boy downstairs. I have a wife downstairs. I'm good. I'm yeah. loved by the people in my, my real life, my everyday life. And, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, <laughs> so uh, everything else is just extra for me. To me, like I say, there is, there is enough going on really for anyone who doesn't believe to to spend enough time just looking into it? You know, it, it, even if you look at some of the really historic cases and and look at cases today, the the mirror each other, on you know, fantastically. Uh, so there's something going on there. But you know, on cryptids themselves, I mean, just before we let you go, I just wanted to mention that we've um, had just in our vicinity we've had uh, seven accounts now of a of a, a small cryptid creature uh, if if you want to call it that and it was um essentially it's got the body of a it's almost got the body of a person it's got the head of a goat uh it's got horn-ish antlers like small antlers that almost look like horns that killed um ho- hooven feet uh sometimes seen with red glowing eyes uh, and it's process what is it stand about six foot tall Ooh. if it stands up and it walks upright uh, uh we had sort of seven accounts just in the local woods near us there's been a few reports from there i mean obviously not many people have seen this but enough people have seen it where we've had reports of it so what what do you make of things like that uh i take it i would take that and be take it very serious so you're telling me that they're seeing a creature with hooved feet, horned head. It, does it have a goat head? Goat-shaped head, yeah. Goat well, one, shaped of, head, one of the guys report, body? reported it looking like a, a rabbit's head, uh, and then another one said goat's head. But it's vaguely similar. There you go, interpretation. Yeah, it's a vaguely similar shape, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. Torso look like. Do you know? Torso was more human. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... I'll tell you what, you can just go on Google right now and just type in the word Baphomet, and that's exactly what they're seeing. They're mm-hmm. seeing a Baphomet. And uh, a Baphomet is, you know, often depicted uh, – it the, 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 the angel Azazel that actually fell from heaven, Azazel is like – 
there's 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 um ranks okay and so azaziel isn't how do i say this i guess all right let me put it this way azaziel is satan's or lucifer's right hand angel right and then he commands all these other fallen angels azaziel is often depicted as this what you just described as a goat-like creature and in the in satanism they actually worship baphomet which is azaziel and it, it looks like a goat-like creature it has a goat head goat horns human body goat goat hooves and legs so what these people are seeing uh is something that is uh, that that most people would say is mythical uh and how do you wrap your mind around seeing something so physical and yet i'm telling you that azaziel is depicted as this which is a fallen angel you know am i saying it's a fallen angel no i'm not saying that i i don't know what i'm saying but what i am saying is that's what they're describing they're describing a baphomet which is depicted as azaziel and people and there's people that worship it and there's actually been people that claim that they've shot and killed these things. So they're very much physical at the same time. Uh, again, on Sasquatch Chronicles, he had a guy on who was in his truck with his girlfriend. It was, I think, in the early 2000s. He sees this thing in the tree. And it's just, I think it's just sitting there staring at him. He gets his gun out. He shoots it, kills it. There's blood. He took pictures of it with, on his phone. It was an old flip phone. He comes back after dropping his girlfriend off. The body's gone. The guy didn't think that this thing was like, you know, a demon. He just thought this was a freaking weird animal and he yeah, killed yeah. it. Ooh. And the body's gone. And uh, since then, this is, you know, years ago and stuff, uh, he, he's lost a picture, of course. That's a typical story. Oh, I don't have the picture now, right? But, uh, I mean, bottom line is there are people that – I don't even have the same girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, that's, that was five girlfriends ago. But uh, – <laughs> You know, it, it, people are seeing these things, and I, I listen. I, I'm in the business of taking weird reports, and so uh, I take everybody what they say very serious until you prove me otherwise. Yeah. You know, I, I've been doing this show for over a year now, and in in a year, there have been three interviews that will never see the light of day because I caught the person lying to me, yeah. just straight up, and and I let them say their piece because I want to make sure that I'm not wrong. And so I let them, I let them, you know, we do the interview and then I hang up the phone and I go back and I listen to the interview and I, I re-listen to it. I'm like, yeah, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable with it. And they might not be lying, but if I catch it, there's thousands of thousands of people out there that will catch it as well. And I don't want to be attached to that. So, uh, but yeah, I take that stuff, that stuff very serious, man, because what those people are seeing, they're absolutely describing a baphomet yeah and i've heard of those things being very physical as much as spiritual so but yeah i think it is some sort of dimensional thing going on because yeah. like i say there's not a lot of sightings and it ain't a, it, i mean like i say we're talking about a woods that's what i don't know it's only a few acres isn't it well that's why they called it the devil's dyke mm. yeah and that's why it's called it the there, is, there is a there is a little part of the woods where people used to do uh magic you know ritual stuff in yeah it. They, they call it the witch's really? circle ritual. yeah it's like um i don't really know why it's shaped like that but essentially it's like you've got like a a round wood in in the, in exactly. the middle and then like a void around it uh, where nothing grows and then the woods grow around that so you end up like a circle there's probably a reason for it i think old. that was wasn't that featured on tv at one point Sure. I'm sure. pretty sure I saw that on like a history channel or something like that. Which, yeah, I'm which sure we could pull it up on Google, you know, yeah. and, and get yeah. a, an image of it. But it's, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, I don't know why. There must be a reason. Maybe it's 
like uh, maybe it was deliberately designed that way where Don't they know. cut trees down. But essentially, there's like a little wood in the middle, and people used to do rituals there and drink beer and all the rest of it. And I wonder if that was what summoned this thing into being around yeah. that area. Uh, but like yeah. I say, it was one person told me about it years ago. Uh, great story. Didn't really, well, I didn't believe him. Mm. I'll be honest, I didn't believe him. Um, then a second person told me the same thing independently. Don't know each other. Then a third, uh, and a third knows a fourth. You yourself have I, stories. You yeah, because I just, uh, picked up what my cousins told me many years yeah. ago when I was a child. So I mentioned it to, up, I mentioned don't it go to, to Devil's Dyke. Don't go down yeah. there. Why? I mentioned it to Andy and then Andy, uh, puts two and two together and then then you know, told me a story yeah. about when he was growing up and he, it, some of his similar, it would be reported where he lived, just which basically backs onto this wood. Um, well, you uh, know, I would, I would say, I mean, if that area has a history of, you know, I, I, how do you describe it? Like witchcraft or something that they were, they were, yeah, they were that, performing. Yeah, we know a lot of kids, teenagers, you know, doing. Okay. I, I'm just saying like, if, if that stuff is going on, and we know that the Baphomet is something that those type of people. Now, there's different sects of Satanism. There's different types of witches and all yeah. that stuff. But those types of people are the ones that would uh, possibly worship something like that. It would make sense that something like that would be in the area. And what, like you said earlier about it being interdimensional and things like that, maybe it is. And so when it peeks its head through this reality and somebody's there and they see it, they 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 claim they saw this crazy goat like goat man creature, uh, and in reality, it's much more uh, maybe deeper, darker, and sinister than that yep. when it comes to what people are dabbling with. Mm. Well, Andy's going to spend the night there on his own looking for it. So I don't mind. good luck, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've been in cemeteries before by myself at night, checking it all out. I've been pushed, pulled, tugged. I've been okay. I've been like, yeah. I've been fine. Yeah. I'll let Lee do it one night. See if you can man up. Yeah, like fuck. Yeah, okay. Here we go. <laughs> well, Tony, I must say it's yeah, been Tony, a pleasure thanks very much. talking to you. Fantastic. Absolutely. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I had a great time just talking. It's nice being on this end of things where I don't got to worry about producing anything. I just talk and you guys have to do all the work. So I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave but, it to leave. Yeah, and I, I'm going I, home. I understand the sentiments, though. But yeah, uh, do you just want to tell people where they can find your podcast and the name and everything? So sure. Yeah, the show's called The Confessionals. You can go to theconfessionalspodcast.com and you can see listen to any of the show. We're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Sound, or not SoundCloud, but we're all over the place. Just look up The Confessionals. Or, or go to the confessionalspodcast.com. Uh, if you have, you know, an encounter you want to talk to me about, you can shoot me an email at the confessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can get a hold of me that way. Or you can find me on Facebook too. Just look up Tony Merkel on Facebook and, uh, I'm up, I'm up there. So good man. Good man, man. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure we'll speak again. Definitely. Absolutely. So thank you very much. Yes, sir. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Mm-hmm.